Lord, that you would have your way in this service, Lord Jesus. Let every heart and every soul and every mind be subject unto you tonight, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The Word of God says that the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. Dividing us under the soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And I always want the Word to do that in my life. Amen. I want it to be like a surgeon cutting into me and getting down to where the rubber meets the road in my life. I want that word to minister to me. It was that word that got, that somebody planted in our life sometime whenever it was for you, whenever it was for me. Somebody planted the word of God in our life, and it began to grow, and it began to become something in us, and it brought us to an altar. It brought us to a place where we made a decision. Amen. And so it all started with the word of God. Amen. And so I'm thankful for the word today. Amen. This is we're not just going through the motions when we study the Word, when we talk about the Word of God, when we feed upon the Word. Amen. But we're saving our souls afresh and anew. The Bible talks about the washing of the water by the Word. Amen. And so it's not something that we do in vain tonight. And so tonight we're going to begin, uh, we're going to kind of pick up where Brother Parker left off. Amen. Uh, talking about, what are we talking about? Oh, that's right, wisdom. Amen. I forgot. <laughs> I really didn't. Yes. Uh, somebody. <laughs> does. If I give you mine, I'll have to make it up as I go. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. We're going to be on page eight. We missed you too. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And so we left off um, there in letter C on page 8 where it's, um, it says that, that you may walk worthy. Amen. And uh, I apologize. Uh, I don't have any Proverbs quizzes for you tonight. So you got off the hook tonight. Amen. Amen. That was kind of fun. I enjoyed that. Amen. Amen. I like it when somebody challenges me to think. Amen. I don't want to get stuck in a rut. Amen. Somebody told me one time that a rut is just a grave with both ends knocked out. That sounds pretty good. Amen. So it's you're that close to being in a grave. Because if you're stuck in a rut, you're just kind of rocking back and forth. If your tires are stuck in a rut, you're not going anywhere. So we don't want to get stuck in a rut. We don't want to get stuck in the same old, same old. Amen. We want, I want God to challenge me, don't you? I want him to challenge my thinking, challenge my mind. Amen. I want to be saved. Amen. Colossians 1, verse 9 through 11. Amen. Would someone like to read that? Wait, let me give you a microphone. There you go. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, 
do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Thank you. Amen. And so the title of this section is that we may walk worthy. So notice why Paul said that the desire of them to be filled with all knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Number one, that they might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. That was the first thing he said. Number two, become to become fruitful in every good work. Amen. I want to be fruitful. Amen. What's the Bible say about uh, a tree that doesn't bear any fruit? What happens to it? Amen. It's cut down and thrown into the fire to be burned up and used for firewood. Amen. Uh, I want to be fruitful. Amen. There's, there's many ways that we can be fruitful. We can be fruitful in our own life, in our own walk, in our own commitment, our own prayer life. Uh, our own consecration to the Lord, we can, but we can also be fruitful in bearing the fruit of, of the souls that are in this world and bringing forth fruit and that that fruit should remain, the Bible says. And so we, we want to desire that. And Paul was desiring that for the churches, the people in those churches that he was starting. He was praying for them and desiring that those things would be in them. And, and I believe that, that our pastor is praying for that for each one of us. I really do believe that. I'm not just saying that. I really do believe that he is praying that we would be able to use and to abound in every gift possible that, that God could give us. The Bible talks about coveting earnestly the best gifts. And so there's nothing wrong with coveting those gifts, the gift of, of healings, the gift of tongues and interpretations of tongues, the gifts of, of miracles and all those gifts that the Bible talks about. We should covet to use those and have those in operation. Amen. They're there for our benefit. They're there for the church. Amen. Number three says to increase in the knowledge of God. Amen. We've got to increase in the knowledge of God. Amen. We don't go to first grade and then graduate to second grade and then graduate to third grade and keep learning the stuff that we learned in first grade, right? By the time you get to high school, hopefully you're learning algebra and and pre-algebra and algebra 2 and maybe trigonometry and and maybe you know some other subjects you're growing you're not staying stagnant staying in the same place you're adding to the knowledge that you have amen i god forbid that i would be in the same place that i was when i first got in church 26 years ago still as a new convert amen god expects us to grow and mature amen amen and finally become strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, patience, long-suffering, and joyfulness. Amen. So it's not to be strengthened with anything that we can provide. It's all about according to his glorious power, according to his patience, according to his long-suffering, and his joyfulness. We, we have to depend upon the Lord for these things. Amen. And that's why we have that spirit of God dwelling in us. 
Amen. That that power, that Holy Ghost power, amen, it's not just something that we were given so that we could talk in tongues coming out of the waters of baptism or at an altar of repentance. Amen. But he gave us power. What did he say in Acts 1 and 8? You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. To what? To be witnesses unto me. Where? He pretty much said everywhere. Locally, in your city, in your state, and around the world. Amen. And so we are saved to be witnesses. Amen. 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 If you if you won the lottery, you'd want to tell everybody. Wouldn't you? <laughs> then you'd have all kinds of friends you never had before. <laughs> but something exciting happens. You have a baby born in the family. Ever you want to show everybody pictures. You want everybody to know. Well, how exciting is this that we have? This is not just religious experience that we have. This is something that's real. Amen. Brother uh, Dan and I were talking about some stuff downstairs, and and he was discussing, trying to discuss this subject with a certain individual, and, and the guy said, I can't argue with an experience. What we have is real. You can't take away from me what happened to me. I was telling some of them a little bit of my testimony downstairs, and I can't, nobody can take away from me what happened at 20 years old in that church. Amen. What I thought, I was just standing in a prayer line, and next thing I know, I'm talking in tongues. Amen. Nobody can ever take that away from me. I can see it. I can, I can, I can take you right to the place today if I could. That building is still there. That church is still there. I can take you right to the spot where, I, where the Lord slay me and fill me with the Holy Ghost. And that was real. Amen. That was real. And nobody's going to take that away from me. That's my testimony. Amen. And so, amen, Paul is trying to get across to this church in Colossae that, you know, you're doing great things. Just like what I was bringing out Sunday, he was talking to the church at Ephesus. You're doing great things, but you need to go further. And, you, and we need to depend on the Lord. Amen. The wisdom of God and the patience of God and the long-suffering of the Lord and the joyfulness. Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. I can't derive any joy. It's, I don't know if you'd call it joy, but I can't really derive any true joy from myself. My joy comes from the Lord. Amen. It's great joy when I wake up in the morning and I realize that I'm still breathing, that I can stand up and get out of my bed, and I'm still walking around, and, I'm, and the only reason I'm breathing is because He already gave me that breath. And so the words that come out of my mouth every morning, thank you, God, for every breath in my body, for the fact that both of my legs still work, the fact that both of my arms still work, that I can hear out of both ears, I can see out of both eyes. Amen. And I can go to that place where I go to pray, and I can call on his name. Amen. And he can hear me. And he does hear me. Amen. And I'm thankful for that today. So, amen. We're going to kind of break this down a little bit. Walking worthy of the Lord. Is this all right tonight? Praise God. Without wisdom, you're uh, you're not just going to walk in the ways of the Lord. The Lord said through the prophet Jeremiah, Thus saith the Lord, this is in Jeremiah 6 and 16, Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? Everybody wants to ask for the new path. What's the new way today? He's telling us we need to ask for the old past, the ones that work, the ones that have always worked in the past. Those are the ones, the the steady past. 
and walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. They're, the people of God were telling Jeremiah the prophet, that's nice. Thank, thanks for telling us that, but we're not going to walk therein. And there's many today that, that are saying exactly those same words. We know what we're supposed to do, but we're choosing not to walk that way. And the Bible says they will have their reward. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want my reward to be in heaven. I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to get the reward that he has for me. I want all that the Lord has for me. Anybody not want anything less than what the Lord has for you? 100% of what he's got. I want to have it. Amen. So we are told to walk perfectly and exactly because of evil. See then that you walk circumspectly in Ephesians 5.15, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And that's true. Wherefore be ye not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. See right there you can kind of, where it says be ye not unwise, that's kind of like saying you need to read the book of Proverbs every day. That's what pastor's advocating. And I've, I've been doing that. You know, there's 31 days in just about every month, and there's 31 books in the book of Proverbs. So you could read one chapter every day. And then on those months that have more than 31 days, you get an extra added bonus. You get two chapters. And in the month of February, you get about four on the last day. So amen. There's great, great wisdom in that book. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are told to walk in all the ways of the Lord so that we may live and that we may dwell, that he may dwell with us. Amen. Easier said than done sometimes. Amen. Depend on where you're at. Amen. I, I have to take... Uh, kind of an account of myself every single day and and when i go to home at night and go to bed i know that i've slipped up through the day i know that my flesh has risen up amen that flesh doesn't want to stay dead amen that flesh wants to rise up and those attitudes still want to come out and i have to go and tell the lord i'm sorry i know i wasn't all that i could have been for you today i know that i should have been a witness and i wasn't i know that you know my attitude wasn't right Amen. And so, you know, we've got to we've got to seek to walk in his ways. Deuteronomy 5 and 32 says, "Ye shall observe to do therefore as the Lord your God hath commanded you. Wow. That's kind of a wide open ended statement right there. What all has the Lord commanded us to do? We could be here all night. (laughs) Because there's a lot in this book. That he's commanded us to do. Amen. And then there's those times when the Lord speaks a word to us. That's not in this book. That he has told us and commanded us to do. And asked us to do. Amen. And so there's a lot a lot for us to be responsible for as apostolics. As Christians. Amen. You know the Bible says to seek out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. To me, what that means to me is I better know what's in this book. Because what's he going to judge me with right here? He's going to say, 
you know what? It said this right here. How come you didn't obey it? He's going to say, but over here, and you're not going to have anybody to turn around and say, but don't you remember when? Because it's just going to be you. Amen. And so he's going to use this book to judge us. And I don't want to know that I followed what this book says. Amen. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways of the Lord your God that your Lord your God hath commanded you and that you may live and that you may be well that it may be well with you that you may prolong your days in the land which she, which ye shall possess. Amen. It's the intention and the will of the Lord, I believe, for this body of people right here to possess this land outside the doors of this building amen we haven't seen it come to pass yet but that doesn't mean it's not happening amen amen you know the bible talks about the lord keeping our tears in a bottle amen and i believe and i believe that he hears every prayer that we pray amen daniel prayed for 21 days before the angel came and said your prayer was answered on the first day. It just took me 21 days to get here. I had to fight a battle to get here and to bring you the answer. So here he, he was fasting, and the answer was already up. He already had his answer, but he didn't know it. Amen. So God's listening when we're praying for our children, when we're praying for those lost family members, when we're praying for those people that we know, those backsliders, those ones that we work with that maybe don't know the Lord. I'm praying for this guy that I'm working with right now. Because there is such an open door there with him. He is so open and just ready to receive. And he's got such a background. It's, it's just like, wow, I'm so excited because this is my first opportunity. And the Lord couldn't have put me with a better guy to work with. Amen. He is so open. We just almost daily talking about the Lord. Amen. And he's still living his lifestyle. And it's not pleasing to the Lord. But. God's got his way of working with this guy. And so in God's time, he'll be here in this building. I believe that. Amen. And so we've got to be, Bible says, to be ready to give an answer to every man for the hope that's within us. And how can you do that if you don't know this word? If, you, if you're not getting the wisdom out of the book of Proverbs and the rest of this Bible, you can't know what to say, man. The, you know, I, that scripture in the Bible says, don't be, don't think about what you're going to say at those moments when you when you're getting caught unawares. The Lord will give you what to say. Well, I personally believe that He won't give me what to say if I'm not spending time in His Word, because that's what He's going to give me is His Word. That's what He even when He spoke to the devil. Thus, you know, it is written. That's what He told him. It's written. It's in the book. Let's let's go back by the book. Let's let's see what the book says. Amen. You can't go wrong there. Amen. Jeremiah 7 and 23 says, But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and ye shall be my people, and walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you. So without wisdom and understanding of God's requirements for us, we can end up walking in the wrong way. Does that make sense? Amen. And that's most of the reason why I'm people that are out of church are walking in the wrong way because they've gotten out of the word of god they've gotten away from the things of god and they've started to walk in their own wisdom their own thinking their own i think i know what's best and we all know somebody like that probably amen and 
you try to talk to them and you try to tell them the word and try to try to encourage them and it seems like you're just running into a brick wall amen and so those are the kind of people that i just start praying for you know i just start praying that you know god will keep them awake at night put rocks in their bed so they can't sleep you know and and just you know start talking to them because i believe that's what happened to me I, i can't prove it and i don't know who it was but i will almost guarantee you that somebody somewhere was praying for me when I was at that point in my life where I had to make a decision to serve the Lord. And I may never know who that was, but it doesn't matter. I just thank God that if, that somebody was praying for me, keeping me awake at night, putting rocks in my bed so that I would wrestle and not be able to sleep because of that decision I needed to make. Amen? I like praying those prayers because I believe God will do it. Amen. And if it means their salvation, then by I, that's the way I feel about it. By all means, pray that way. Cause them to wrestle with their decisions to go out and drink and go out and do all these things. Make it a make it a horrible, terrible thing. Make it taste bad in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. God, you know, God won't go against your will. He won't go against anybody's will. He gave us that will to choose. So he won't go against your will. But that don't mean he won't he can't go out there and mess and <laughs> make the alcohol taste bad and make every time they open a pack of cigarettes, you know, just all kinds of things like that. Amen. Amen. We are living at the in the last days. Amen. So, you know, the Bible says we gotta be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, and sometimes all that we say and all that we try to do in the lives of people just doesn't seem to go anywhere. So that's when you go to your knees in prayer and, and you wait for God to deal with them. Amen. And he usually does the best job anyway. Amen. We must live our lives as followers of Christ. Paul said, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ had also loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are, are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no whoremonger or unclean person or covetous man who is an idolater hath an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Amen. That's pretty plain talk right there. That's not out of the book of Proverbs, but that's some pretty plain talk right there. And uh, and I've read some scriptures like that in other translations, and it pretty much says exactly the same thing. So the Lord is just laying it out. If you're living this life, you're not getting in. Amen. And so, once again, that Bible says, Thou art without excuse, O man. People are going to be without excuse. Amen. And uh, and I, there's people that I've talked to about the Lord, and I've planted that seed of His Word in their life, and it's never gone anywhere, Brother Terry. I can't. What can I say? What can I do? Amen. I, all I can do is pray for them. All I can do is lift them up before the Lord. I can't st- get stuck on that one person. I I got more people out here. I got to try to, you know, we're, we're spreading seeds. We're farmers. We're just, we're supposed to cast the seed. 
and let it fall on the ground that it's going to fall on. It's, some of it's going to fall on good ground, but some of it's not going to fall on good ground. That's not our concern. We're, we're not making the ground. We're just supposed to cast the seed. Amen. And eventually some of it will fall on good ground, and you'll see that fruit. Amen. That one servant that didn't take his talents and turn them around and make more talents and produce more fruit out of what he had, what did he have? He had it taken away. Amen. I don't want my talents taken away. I don't want my opportunities to win souls to share the gospel taken away. Amen. And we can't be afraid that somebody's going to excoriate us or treat us bad because we want to tell them about Jesus. Jesus didn't do that. He got treated bad. So did the disciples. Amen. They got beat up and spit on, and then they got sent out, and they, they told them, now don't preach in this name anymore. And that one scripture says that, that they were excited. They were, they were glad that they had been beaten and treated badly for the gospel and for the name of Jesus. Amen. So, you know, Jesus said if they persecuted me in John chapter 15 or 16, he said if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. If they hate you, it's because they hated me first. Amen. They hate this Jesus. But they didn't. Jesus said, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. If they realized who it was that they think they hate, they wouldn't hate him. If they realized they were hating the God of glory, their creator, they wouldn't hate him. Amen. Amen. So we're sometimes the only Jesus some people are ever going to see. Amen. So it, it behooves us to walk right, to talk right, and to act right. Amen. Not just to be prepared to put on an act when we're in front of people, but if you're living this every day, if you're walking this walk every day, if you're consecrating yourself and praying and seeking the Lord and walking by faith and not by sight, and if you're walking holy and righteous and separated, it's going to show in everything you do. You won't even have to try. Your light will just shine, and it'll just be like a bright light, and people will say things like, what's different about you? And that's your opening. That's, that's the door for you to step in and say, well, let me tell you, since you asked. See, if they ask, then you, they can't get mad at you for telling them because you can say, well, you asked. So I'm just telling you. Life's good, isn't it? Amen. So if we don't walk worthy, we have no inheritance of the kingdom of Christ and of God. Amen. I want my inheritance. Amen. I don't want my name taken off the list. Do you? Amen. Fruitful in every good work. <clears throat> this is one way in which we are to walk worthy of the Lord, and so as to please Him, we should be fruitful. Mere harmlessness would not be sufficient. As God has sown good seed, He expected good fruit from us. Every work that we do should be good. We must not be fruitful in some works and fruitless in others. In John 15 and 8, it says, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Amen. 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 Being fruitful in every good work is what we should be aiming for. Good words will not uh, do without good works. You can't just talk the talk. You've got to walk the walk. Actions always speak louder than words. As stated, we must abound in good works and in every good work, not only in some of them, which are more easy and suitable and safe, but in all, 
and in every instance of them. For the more fruitful that we show, uh, more fruitful we show in good works, the more we shall increase in the knowledge of God. Amen. So he who doeth his will shall know the doctrine, whether it be of God. Man, once again, the more we know about the Word of God, Amen. The the more easily it's going to be for us to be that witness. And to know when there's error coming in and taking place. Amen. Amen. You know, if you talk to a guy that's a a journeyman electrician, he's had to study that National Electric Code book that's about as big as a phone book and know that thing to take that test to become and, and do all that work and learn all that wiring and all that pipe bending to know that he knows that he knows that he knows how to do that. So that he can wear that title of a journeyman or a master electrician. Right? And it ain't an easy road to get there. So you gotta you gotta study and you gotta work a lot of hours, you gotta put commit a lot of things to memory to get to that place. Or a welder or anything like that. Anybody that's a master at whatever it is they do. And so I my goal, my my personal goal is to strive to be I don't know if I want to say I want to be a master, but I want to be the best that I can be at being what he wants me to be. And that means knowing this word. That means being prepared to give an answer to every man for the hope that's in me. Amen? Because really, people want what we have. They're just afraid to ask sometimes. (laughs) I'll never forget a guy in the military that I was stationed with in Okinawa. It took me like... I was pretty much a new convert, but it it must have taken me six weeks to ask this guy to come to church. (laughs) When I asked him, this is what he said, it's about time. I've been waiting for you to ask me to come to church, and I felt about this big. (laughs) I thought, here, I had struggled and wrestled with asking him, and I've been devil saying don't say anything you'll you'll look silly and i've struggled with all of that amen and his him and his wife i believe are still in church today amen amen and so you know it's you know we fight that fight amen but their their souls are hanging in the balance amen think about your soul when it was hanging in the balance amen when when you didn't know amen when you had questions in your mind, what about God? What do I, how do I do this? Amen. I mean, I, I grew up Catholic, so I knew nothing about this stuff. Amen. Amen. And when I, when I went to the prayer room the first time, I didn't know how to pray. But God showed me how to pray. I started listening to the guys around me, how they prayed. And I thought, I'm going to do this. Because I had made up my mind at 30 years old, I'm going to live for God. I've lived for the world long enough. We're going to do some things different. Amen. Praise God. Increasing in the knowledge of God. It is, a, it is by endeavoring that we become better acquainted with His true character. Man, what is the character of God? Anybody? Amen. His, that's His character. He's righteous. Amen. He's perfect. Amen. Is God fair? He's just. 
He's fair. He lets the rain fall on the just and the unjust, doesn't he? Amen. Amen. God's character. Amen. That's his attributes. His personality traits, if you want to say it that way. Amen. I want my personality to match, you know, his personality. John the Baptist said that I might decrease, that he might increase. In other words, that, that who I am and who I think I am decreases. And who he is and, and his glory and his power would increase in my life so that whenever I'm walking around, that's all they see is Jesus. They don't see Vince DeMute. They don't see who I am in, in my job and my career. All they see, all they can see is Jesus every time they see me. And I want it to be that way for me so that, that I get those questions. Why is there so much? What is different about you? Did you get your hair cut? Did you, you know, what did you do? You something different. You know, I want those questions to come so, because, so that I can know that he is dwelling in me and, you know, the Bible talks about the, the love of Jesus Christ being shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That's what one of the things the Holy Ghost is for. It, can, it turns us into a big light bulb so that we can just shine His glory, shine His light. We're not getting any glory for it. He's getting all the glory. We're just His servants. Creaking doors. <laughs> Wisdom will show us not only God is who God is, but also what his likes and dislikes are and his purpose for our lives. Amen? He has a purpose for your life? Do we know what it is? Amen. I want to know what his purpose for my life is. Amen. And if I'm not sure, where do I go to find that out? Amen. On your face before God, in the Bible, all good answers. Amen. Talk to me, God. He'll talk to you. It's like I was saying Sunday, we, and I'm guilty of it too, we get down to pray and that's all we do is just, we run our mouth. And when we're done, we get up. We never even give God a chance to say anything. <laughs> I have to, I, like I set my, my alarm on my phone so that I know I cut off it. When that thing goes off, I stop. And I, all my, you know, all the things that I felt like I needed to say, I stop and I just sit in the chair and I wait. And if I hear from God, I hear from God. If I don't, at least I'm giving him an opening and a place to speak to me. Because I want to hear from the Lord, don't you? Amen. I, how many believe he's got something to say? Amen. And I, and I spend some time in his word too and he speaks to me through his word. But sometimes God wants to just speak a word to you. That still small voice, but if we're busy with all this noise going on, how are we going to hear God? Amen. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, and thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee and to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. So wait a minute. Are you telling me that God lets us go through stuff to find out where our heart's at? So we're not just going through stuff because he's sitting up there wanting to punish us and watch us wriggle and squirm and 
No, he's not doing that. Amen. I don't I want to be tried in the fire. Don't you? What happens when gold is tried in the fire? What happens when gold is when heat is added to gold and taken away and had, what happens to that gold? It causes all the dross and all the junk to raise to the top and they skim it off and that gold becomes more pure and more pure the more they do that and so we go through those things. And so that's one of the things when I'm praying that I'm asking the Lord and I'm telling the Lord and I'm thanking him ahead of time for the trials and the tests and the difficulties that I might have to face today that he might put in my path to help make me to be more like him. Amen. I ask the Lord every day, make me in your image and in your likeness. Amen. You know, we we like to quote that scripture, you know, that we like to be part of his fellowship but we forget about that other part of that scripture that says in the fellowship of his suffering amen nobody wants to suffer do they i don't know that the disciples suffered for the gospel's sake amen amen praise god so he wants to humble us and he humbled them and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know. And he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone, bed only, but by every word that proceedeth out of, out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. And so he's, he's going to put us through trials and tests and things, but he's not just going to leave us out there hanging. Amen. He's right there with us. Amen. That's what I love about the Lord. He's always there with us. Amen. When you think he's not there, he's there. Amen. Have you not have not I written to thee excellent things and counsels and knowledge that I might make thee to know the certainty of the words of truth, that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee? Amen. Amen. He's not going to leave us hanging. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared to her. Talking about wisdom. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life. To them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth wisdom. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, and by understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. Amen. He created all this stuff. Amen. I thank God. I hear people grumbling about the rain. Every time. I thank God for the rain. I thank God for the sunshine. I tell people, it's not rain, it's just liquid sunshine. <laughs> right? Because it's not going to rain forever. That's why I was trying to tell my family, oh, what are you going up there for? It's cold up there. Well, it's not cold up there forever. We have seasons here. <laughs> Winter's a season. Summer's a season. Everybody grumbles about the heat when it's hot out, right? Everybody grumbles about the cold when it's snowing out, right? People in Florida grumble because they don't get to have a white Christmas. So I'm like, I'll take a white Christmas. 
<laughs> and Sister Parker said, Amen. <laughs> Amen. But it's about serving the Lord. It doesn't matter what the weather is. It doesn't matter what the external things that are happening in our life. Amen. You know, you can have a day where you have you you wake up late for work and you get to work and the boss is on your case all day and then on your way home you're thinking, Oh, I'm glad this day's over and somebody hits you in the rear end and you're thinking, Oh my gosh, what else could happen today? And you get home and the heater doesn't work on the first cold day of the winter. <laughs> do people have days like that? Yes, they do. Amen. Count it all joy. Amen. That's hard to do. To have joy in the midst of all that turmoil in your life. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. But amen. But we've got... Our joy is not dependent upon our external circumstances. Whether we serve God or not cannot be dependent upon our external circumstances. Amen. If you want to read about some stuff, read about Paul. He's talking about all the stuff he went through and trials of this and trials of his own friends doing stuff to him. Amen. Anybody have you ever had your own family and friends turn on you and treat you bad? Amen. You can't say, well, forget this. I'm not serving God anymore. I mean, you could, but what, I mean, who won that battle? <laughs> the devil's laughing, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, we got to keep our eyes focused on him, amen. What does that scripture say in Psalm 119, 165? I know what it says, but see if anybody, y'all know. Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. When, when I see nothing, what does that mean? Nothing. Not one thing. So if, if great peace have they that love whose law? His law. And nothing. 119, 165. So, Psalm 119, 165. Yeah, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Nothing. So if you if you have that attitude right there, and that's not even in the book of Proverbs. I'm going to have to show that to Brother Parker. Because <laughs> he said all we need to do is read the book. I sh- take that off the table. <laughs> He's going to listen to this tonight. I know. But I love that scripture. I grabbed onto that years ago, and I memorized that, and I thought, wow, that spoke volumes to me. Because how many days can you go without somebody saying something or doing something that is offensive to you? And how do we get offended when we choose to be offended, right? You can choose not to be offended. And what better way to choose not to be offended than to have the great peace in your life from loving his law? Well, what is his law? Right here, right here. Every answer to every situation in your life is in this book. It's in these pages somewhere. Great peace have they that love this book, that love his wisdom, that love his knowledge, that love his understanding, that love his peace. Amen. And the peace of God, the Bible says, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds. So if you're not dependent on your own peace and your own way of getting around situations, if you're just... You know, the Bible talks about casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. 
and all your cares on him, your cares, anything you care about, cast it on him. I heard one preacher say that he likened that to, in your life, you have this pond. Anybody ever seen a really peaceful pond? And it's just flat, looks like glass, right? Beautiful. Imagine that being your pond of peace. And every time you take a care and you don't cast it on the Lord, it's like a rock in your hand. When you don't cast it on the Lord, where do you throw it? you got to throw it somewhere, so you throw it in your own pond of peace. Well, what does that do? That upsets your pond of peace. So now you got all these ripples and, and all this stuff and all this turmoil in your life. Well, if, you do, if your pond is not peaceful, how can you hear the still, small voice of the Lord? I loved it when this guy brought this stuff. Amen. And so I want to make sure and keep the rocks of all the care of this world out of my pond of peace and throw them on the Lord. He's got big shoulders. He can handle it. Amen. And we'll find if we'll give it to the Lord, he'll take care of it in ways that we didn't even think about. i got to hurry on. Praise God. He that handleth the matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. Well, that's a mouthful right there. More wisdom out of the book of Proverbs, right? The wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, but the instruction of fools is folly. Be careful who you take advice from, right? <laughs> Brother Parker was talking a lot about those fools, amen? Be very careful who you're listening to, who you're letting be your advisor. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Amen. And this last scripture, and I'm going to leave off at number four there for Brother Parker to pick up. My son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion and that thy lips may keep knowledge. Amen. I can't tell you how many times I let my mouth get me in trouble. <laughs> I can't speak for the rest of you. So <laughs> about me. I can't tell you how many times I would have wished I would have remembered that scripture that says, be slow to speak and slow to wrath. <laughs> That's why it's important to know this word so that those scriptures will come to your mind right before you're about to open your mouth and insert your foot. And that's a that's a large undertaking in my situation. I have a very large foot, so I have to be careful. I don't want to end up sticking my foot in my mouth. You know what they call that, right? Foot and mouth disease. <laughs> but I'm psh. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God is good, isn't he? Amen. I hope I have done half of the justice to this message, to this this uh, subject that Brother Parker does, and uh, I, I don't know about you, I miss the pastor. I would have rather have him up here tonight teaching and and me learning and me gaining. And Amen. I've you know I still feel like I'm a little kid sometimes in the Lord. I I've, I haven't grown enough. I want to grow more. I want to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to, Amen. Uh, I just want to be whatever he wants me to be. I want to rise to the level, whatever level he'll let me. And I don't think he's put a ceiling on that. 
right? He'll let us go as high and as far as we want to go if we'll just put him first and put his wisdom first, put his word first. Amen. The sky's the limit. Yes, ma'am.